This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and ponder our Sunday Mass readings. We are right into a little bit past the middle of the Advent season as we enter the third Sunday of Advent. This year B, it falls on December 17th. So welcome to Gaudete Sunday. What's that, Dina Marie? Well, I hope in your church on this day, on the third Sunday of Advent, as we are lighting those candles around the Advent wreath, we see the the rose-colored candle come out during the third week of Advent. Many of our parishes have rose vestments for our priests, so they'll be coming out not in the Advent or Lenten violet, but in a more hopeful color, the color of rose. And so say to your priest today, it's it's lovely to see you in that rose-colored vestment, Father. Happy Gaudete Sunday, and this means rejoice. We're rejoicing that we're looking, that we're we're getting closer to the coming of celebrating the birth of Christ. It's just a little bit of time away as you count down for special events in your life, preparations for birthdays, anniversaries, maybe the coming home for the first time of your kids from college or a loved one who's been serving in the military and you haven't seen them for so long and you know it's just a few more days away. We say rejoice. That's There's that hopefulness. And in the readings, we'll also feel this hopefulness of the promise, the promise of Jesus Christ, the coming of the Messiah, Emmanuel, God is with us. And we talked last week about preparing for the promise. So let's get into our readings this Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent. And I'm going to add today the short entrance antiphon. In some churches, you'll hear maybe the people, maybe the priest, if you have a choir, they may chant this entrance antiphon. But today it comes from the book of the letter written to the Philippians chapter four. And as we open up, let's hear this prayer. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Indeed, the Lord is near. Our collect for today Let us pray. O God, who see how your people faithfully await the feast of the Lord's nativity, enable us, we pray, to attain the joys of so great a salvation 
and to celebrate them always with solemn worship and glad rejoicing through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And just to look into that collect once again, if you've got your, the word among us is what I have. If you have your Magnificat, it may be found in your missile at church, but this collect is recognizing and, and, and imploring to God who we pray is witnessing us, the people faithfully awaiting the feast of the Lord's nativity. Are you, am I, am I faithfully awaiting patiently, with hope, with trust, with joy? Am I awaiting the coming of the Lord at Christmas? And we pray that this will enable us to attain the joys of so great a salvation and to celebrate them with solemn worship and glad rejoicing. So there's this theme of Advent joy on this Sunday, that we will prepare, we will come together with a glad rejoicing. So let's hear from the scriptures today. Let's go to our first reading. Our first reading is from the prophet Isaiah chapter 61. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God. I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul, for he has clothed me with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem, like a bride bedecked with her jewels. As the earth brings forth its plants and a garden makes its growth spring up, so will the Lord God make justice and praise spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm today is a little bit different. It's the Canticle of Mary from Luke chapter one. My soul rejoices in my God. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. My soul rejoices in my God. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him and every generation. My soul rejoices in my God. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy. My soul rejoices in my God. Our second reading is a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks, 
for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Test everything. Retain what is good. Refrain from every kind of evil. May the God of peace make you perfectly holy. And may you entirely, spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will also accomplish it. The word of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. Alleluia, alleluia. A reading from the gospel according to John. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord. As Isaiah the prophet said, some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Advent joy, this is really the theme and particularly liturgically in the season, we call this Gaudete Sunday. Within the time of Lent, there is also a Sunday where we bring out the rose vestments and this is a a focus of joy forecasting the time of the resurrection. But let's look at this time that we're preparing in the dark. We're preparing for the light of Christ to come this Advent joy, this Advent joy. In Isaiah chapter 61, we hear so much from the prophet Isaiah within this context of Advent. And Isaiah is bringing us such hope. This prophet Isaiah is reminding the people, the people who have been gloomy, the people who have been captives, the people who have been oppressed, that He's letting the people know the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Lord has anointed me. The prophets have been anointed to bring about the truth, the good news, to proclaim what is to come. And so Isaiah is saying that there will be glad tidings 
to the poor, to the impoverished, to the weak, to the lowly, to the brokenhearted, to all those who are really seeking more. They're seeking wholeness. They're seeking, they're seeking light into their lives. Those are the ones who are seeking. Those are the ones who are waiting. There's a promise of liberty to those who are captives and the, and the release to the prisoners. This is all in the coming of the Lord. The Lord promises. Remember last week, we were talking about the promises of the coming of the Messiah. It's in that promise comes everything we could ever hope for is fulfilled in the coming, not only in the coming of the Lord, but that we have a relationship with the one who comes with the Lord himself. We are invited in to relationship with God. We get to have a relationship with him. And that should cause us to heartily rejoice. Isaiah says, I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul. The joy comes from the Lord. He's clothed me with a robe of salvation. There's a promise of salvation with the coming of the Lord. A mantle of justice I am wrapped in. There's a promise. There's a covenant. It is all coming from God's love. The love that God has for all of his people. So the Lord God will make justice and praise spring up before all the nations, just like a garden. You plant seeds in a garden, you nurture it with good water and, 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 and fertilizer and soil. Well, what will come from that garden will be a rich, abundant harvest. So like that rich, abundant, abundant harvest will come justice and praise. You know, a garden praises God. Those seeds are planted deep within the soil and then they grow because they've been nourished and then they're exposed to the light, the light of the sun. We're exposed to the light of the S-O-N, the son of God. When we get exposed to his light, praise the Lord, alleluia. Praise the Lord, alleluia. We will spring up before all the nations with the goodness and the hope and the praise of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's wonderful to hear part of the canticle of Mary, this Magnificat. Mary's heart rejoices in the Lord. This is part of our rejoicing in Advent joy is Mary's rejoicing in God, her God. Her soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord and rejoices in the God who is her savior, who is our savior. From this day on, all generations will call Mary blessed. The Almighty has done great things for Mary. The Almighty has done great things for me, for you. And holy is his name. And then he's going to give so many beautiful promises, mercy, mercy to those who do not deserve mercy. 
None of us deserve mercy, but he extends his mercy, his absolute love for us. He's filling those with hunger with good things. And those who are filled with rich and absorbed with themselves and and just fill themselves with themselves and riches, he will send them away empty. But he has come to the help of his servant Israel and has remembered his promise of mercy. That's beautiful canticle of Mary. Paul in the second reading, once again, I mean, Paul is so full of these rich pieces of wisdom. In fact, one of the shortest sentences, there's I thirst from the Lord. There's this word from Paul, rejoice always, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. We become with our relationship with God, our Savior, our Redeemer, our lover. We become a people of praise. We adore the Lord. We worship the Lord. We we petition the Lord and we ask the Lord for our needs. Give us this day our daily bread. We ask, we call out, we beg. Have mercy on us, O Lord. We beg for mercy. We beg for an end to war. We beg for a conversion of sinners. We beg thy will be done. He has, uh, for this is the will of the Lord God to give thanks in all circumstances in our lives. God doesn't give us the suffering. Oh, God dealt that one, the suffering of divorce. Oh, God dealt that one, the suffering of poverty. No, God doesn't deal us anything that is of woe. These are the consequences of sin of the whole world. Yet he is willing for us the best in all things. So we praise God in all circumstances and we give thanks for this is the will of God. So don't quench the Holy Spirit. Call out to to the Holy Spirit, particularly in times of woe or in trouble or in suffering or in question or in doubt. Test everything. Retain what is good. You know, you may go and hear a beautiful homily from your priest. I just came back from a wonderful retreat and hearing some of the different uh, homilies from the monks who were preaching and the different different teachings that were being shared, something will come to you. Keep that thing that is good. You don't need to keep it all. <laughs> you hear a great talk. You listen to a great uh, a teaching. You read a great spiritual book. Retain what is good. There's something in there that is personal to you. You don't need to absorb it all. Take what you need right now. Refrain from every kind of evil. This is such a great advice. This is such great advice. We're exposed in the world to evil all of the time. We're living in the darkness. God has allowed that to be part of our world. Whether it's in uh, whether it's in not honoring God on the Sabbath day, whether it's in it's in praising other idols as gods, whether that is a a god of an idol of of gold, 
you call God by another name, you blaspheme God, you praise and worship other things like your job or like uh, your own personal glory or money or wealth uh, or all of these things. What kind of evil do you need to avoid? Is it the evil of the tongue? Is it in taking the name of the Lord in vain? Are you around, unfortunately, the scourge of television, radio, broadcast media of all kinds, film particularly, and all of the things we see on video now, whether it's a little Instagram to a YouTube video, there are, are utterances of the word that are evil. All of the cussing, all of the swearing, all of the taking of the Lord's name in vain, these are all uh, offending God. Refrain from that. You yourself refrain from that coming out of your mouth and turn it off. Get it out of your house. Get it out of your phone. Get as much of that away from you as possible and bring in what is holy Bring in what is holy. Listen to Catholic radio. Listen to Catholic media. Refrain from every kind of evil. Sometimes it's so comfortable to us when we hear those things. And we have to recognize the darkness for what it is. You do not belong here. I am a son. I am a daughter of Jesus Christ. I'm a child of the King. And I am and I praise the glory of the Lord. And that's what I surround myself with. So Paul is really giving us this great lesson in how to live our lives. And then in the Gospel of John, John, once again, as we heard last week, the one line I want to share, he was not the light. John knew who he was. John understood who he was created to be. He understood his role in God's revelation and God's promise and God's will, his, his, his will of divine will of bringing about salvation to the world. It's not for me, John. It's because I'm going to show people the Messiah. I'm going to lead them there. And through baptism, how come you're baptizing? Well, I'm leading people one step closer to encountering the Lord. One of those steps is repent of your sins. Repent of your sins. Come into a relationship with God. There is one among you, and John calls the leaders of the church out. He is here right now, one who you do not recognize. You do not even recognize the Son of God in your midst. He is here. He is here. He's wandering around right now. He's starting to collect a band of brothers. He's starting to collect his apostles and disciples to bring about the way, the truth, and the life to the whole world. And you will not recognize him. Do you recognize the Lord? Do you recognize the presence of Christ, the Messiah, in your life today? He is here. He is here. I heard Matthew Kelly say today, this is what brings you joy every day of your life. No, in your heart, Every day of your life, every minute, where is the nearest tabernacle? Where is the nearest Catholic church, monastery, shrine that's in your home, near to your home? Where are those located? Know that God is present. 
God is present in the tabernacle. God's true presence is there, body, blood, soul, and divinity. I can go there at any time. I could drive by that shrine, that chapel, that convent, that church. Know he is present. Know he is present. He is present in the blessed sacrament of the altar. He's present in that opportunity for us to receive him, receive his gifts of of forgiveness in confession. Go to confession this Advent. Make a good confession this Advent. Our communion antiphon comes from Isaiah. Say to the faint of heart, be strong and do not fear. Behold, our God will come and he will save us. He is a loving God. He is a God of salvation. He has already come. He continues to come in majesty, in mystery. He comes in our hearts today. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. Come into our hearts today. Let us be absorbed in what we know as Advent joy coming of the Messiah in the world, in my heart, today, yesterday, and forever. God bless you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.